The Eastern Kicks podcast is brought to you in association with Guelo Beer. Use discount code EK10 at guelobeer.co.uk or guelobeer.com and get 10% off your order every time. Hello and welcome to the Eastern Kicks podcast regular magazine program about East Asian film led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of EastonKicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Hey Each episode we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news and festivals, often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. I have a strange feeling of deja vu. A Korean <laughs> streaming series getting an awful lot of mainstream media coverage. <laughs> Oh, hang on, it's not Squid Game. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about Yun Sang Ho's Hellbound, Whoa. which is currently taking Netflix by storm. <laughs> James and I will be talking about that show in, in a great amount of detail. Yep. But before we do, there is, of course, that most important question yeah. that we have every episode. <laughs> what are you drinking this time, James? Uh, I'm on the gin. Uh, I'm on the pink gin, actually. So uh, it's, it's quite a nice sort of... Um, uh, what do you call artisan flavor as well? So you know, I've gone very hipster. I think for this episode. So, um, is it really in now? I, it was I in about not. fifteen years ago, wasn't I, it? All, the, all I, the flavored gins. I think once Weatherspoon started saying there, once Weatherspoon started saying there were gin bars, uh, I think hipster went out the window, and they turned yeah. to something which wasn't. You know, if they want to be really hipster, they should drink something horrible like Baijiu, and then they'll really mm. prove themselves then. Yeah. <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> what about yourself, man? You got some good folly? I, I have. I've got, and I think I might have featured um, this brand before. Okay. It's um, uh, a Berry St. Edmunds brewery who are very much. Uh, very much do their, their own take on uh, Belgian beers. Mm. And this one's a real mix, actually. It's a, a Dubel Porter. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, mixing mixing up the genres. Quite dark, bit, quite um, dark, I guess. Quite dark, <laughs> much like what we'll be talking about today. Um, and eight point one percent. Nice. Well, we're we're both comfortably on the, you know, uh, the stronger end of the scale today. Mm. <laughs> 먼저 천사가 나타나서 예언을 합니다. 먼저 예언을 듣는 수치인의 이름을 이야기하게 돼요. 누구누구 당신은 몇날 몇시에 죽는다 그리고 지옥에 간다 그리고 그 시간이 되면 그 예언은 지옥의 사자들을 통해 이루어집니다 And so on to Hellbound, the new Netflix series, which debuted uh, just a couple of weeks ago mm. um, yeah, with six episodes. <laughs> uh, nice bite size uh, for uh, binging on. Yes. Yeah. Good old binge. Very much. Uh, really, this has come at exactly the right time for this sort of thing. So, mm. you know, only a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about Squid Game. Yes. And now we've got another Korean st- streaming series. <laughs> um, and this one uh, has, in some ways, it has an even better pedigree in that it's Yoon Sang-ho, who, mm. of course, we all know from Train to Busan. And, of course, uh, I think one of your favourite named films uh, ever, at least at least for uh, the US and the UK where it was uh, Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. <laughs> I'll, never get, I'll, I'll never get over I will never get over that, a train presenting a film. But, although we'll have the Train to New York coming soon um, and will we then get Train to New York Presents the sequel Peninsula? I don't know. In, so in that, would they end up in Florida Keys or something? I don't know. I don't know where the train... It, they've not specified where the train's coming. Oh, too many questions. But the, I'm sure that will be a future podcast anyway, man. And I'm open-minded about that remake, personally. So there you go. So let's let's put a bit of context on this. So yeah. Um, yeah. this is based on um, a animation that Yong Sang-ho did way, way back early in his career, back in the, the, the early noughties. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, we might talk a bit more about this, but I mean, I have seen this. You can access some of the episodes online. Oh, really? Um, yeah, well, it was, that was a couple of episodes, and it is very much of the the King of Pigs kind of ah, darkness. Okay, okay. Um, 
And then what happened with it was more recently it's been adapted by a a, a, a webtoon artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that that that's that's only a, a few years old, I believe. Okay. Um, and the, the the look of it is very different. So the look of the new the new webtoon that done is much more. Japanese manga, whereas the original animations mm. were very much of, 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 like I said, very much of that sort of King of Pigs, very dark style. Yeah. Uh, the look of some of the creatures are quite different. Mm. Um, this is very, having had a look at some of that, that, that webtoon, it's very, very almost scene for scene. Um, panel for panel in, in terms of an adaption. That's interesting. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I haven't seen the webtoon and I didn't realize there was a. Um, you know, a, a new adaptation version of it and stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they make that available to people, you know, following this, you know, the mad success of this, you know, g- given that it's like a dethr- mm. dethroned squid game and everything like that. So, because oh, the, the webtoon has been started to be um, released with a, an English translation, I think that, that okay. came out oh. actually before the, the series started. I think you can get the, the US release of the. Oh, that's quite cool. I know it might be Dark Horse or um, yeah. off the top of my head, I can't remember who it is, but it's one of those guys or, or Viz or one of those yeah, guys who yeah. puts out a lot of stuff. Um, and with, with this show, I think they were expecting quite a lot from it, so we did mm. get a, a preview of the, the first three episodes, mm. uh, which was at Toronto International Film Festival, and then we saw it at London Film Festival as well. <laughs> big, big surprise, London following Toronto no, no. with programming. Didn't Never would have seen that coming. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's uh, so far it's it's been very popular. We're seeing a lot of media coverage about it. Um, I think you had some facts about the sort of the. the oh yeah, I mean, uh, going by the our old friend, the internet, uh, over forty three million hours watched in the first days of release. Uh, whether that compares with top the streaming ratings in more than eighty countries within twenty four hours of its release. Take your pick, but either way, apparently it has, it's had more, whatever whatever Netflix calls it now that it's not box office or because we still never know quite how many minutes it actually counts for review and for series how many episodes you have to watch, um, which would be very interesting to know, especially for something like this when it breaks through into the mainstream, how much you know more mainstream viewers actually watch. But but either way, yeah, very impressive stats, um, more more than uh, Squid Game, and I guess we'll talk a bit later how much. How different it is to Squid Game, or or not different, mm. and and to what an extent, you know, this will be a continuing trend, or you know, it's but it's a very interesting time for this mm. kind of thing. Let's let's kind of go into a, a real brief synopsis, and I think you know we need to kind of head this off with the old-fashioned big spoiler warning. <laughs> Definitely, um, you know, there yeah. is uh, if you haven't watched the series yet, um, I I think you know. We can recommend that you go off and you watch it um, and then come back and listen to the show. Yes. You know, in, in order to talk about this in detail, we can't help ourselves but actually kind of we talk about that, mm. about what happens. Yeah. Um, and we are going to talk about, I think we'll probably end up talking about lots of bits right up to the very end. So, yes, Definitely. go out, watch the whole thing, which is <laughs> probably about five hours worth of uh, yeah, telly, I believe. You can't yeah, exactly. So you can just pause this here podcast, watch it and come. We'll be waiting for them here. You know. We will be waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> we might be more drunk if you go away for five hours, though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> but we'll still be here, man. <laughs> might be snoozing in a corner. Um, so, I mean, do you want to jump in on, on a quick synopsis of the, sure. Of the plot? Sure, sure, man. Can do. It's very, very brief. Um, so, yeah, it just starts off with, kind of with a, a, a bang, like with these mad supernatural beings and stuff like that, beating people to death. Uh, but it's like, so supernatural beings which may or may not be aliens are starting to appear or aliens what could be we don't know aliens angels anything exactly uh appearing like giving these mad prophecies um to people telling them they're gonna die and their souls going to hell um and they're giving a specific date and time and everything then a big gang of these sort of big beefy black demon fellows like appear and just like literally just beat them to death and somehow incinerate them and stuff like that and yeah there, there's no explanation for it and and the fact that they're called angels or demons is uh more something which has come from society and people start going crazy trying to make sense of it all and you get this mad new religious group or cult called the new truth um led by this real weirdo fellow called jinsu and he 
you know, he gradually, you see him, his influence growing through the series and everything. And then, and then kind of, as you said, like it's split into two, two halves, three episodes, three mm-hmm. episodes. And um, the first three follow this, uh, a detective, you know, the sort of classic downbeat Korean detective who's <laughs> a, a bit of a public enemy and everything. And, you know, he's a lot of family tragedy and everything. And he starts having to work with this female attorney after uh, a woman who's, been prophesied to die and she agrees to the new truth to give her a lot of money for her kids to have her death televised which sends a lot of shockwaves through people and everything so you have that first half and they kind of resolve that to an extent and then suddenly it jumps forward five years uh for episode for episode yeah. four yeah and now like the new truth is kind of in charge or you know the one of the main forces in society and you know a lot of things uh, continued going with these kind of like angel visitations and the, the gang of demons beating people up and we follow now a tv producer whose newborn baby gets sentenced to death uh which is you know completely against the things you've learned in the first one which is about you know sinners are prophesied to die whereas now we have a newborn baby who's you know sentenced to a demon bashing and it kind of goes on from there and how that plays out with the new truth and some people from the first part come back and everything and it yeah it doesn't really come to a conclusion <laughs> <laughs> as we'll as we'll talk about more. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> and it doesn't really come to a, a proper end, as we'll talk about more later. So, I mean, let's let's start with some of this. You know, I mean, it, this I think really does feel like, and I guess you know, from those roots from coming from its early animations, it really does feel that like uh, you understand how piece of work yes. it's yeah. um you know i mean you know it's it's that that mix of of, of genres of horror fantasy mm. you know got this it's particularly i think in the social commentary in this yeah that brings it back into i, I feel like like the what, last film we saw that, that really was his true spirit and you know uh, for those regular listeners will know that we did a, a feature <laughs> on on yun sang ho yes um last year to talk about James's favourite title film um, you know and we actually we did go into his work in, in greater detail but mm. this, this is much of the you know the, the, the last one we saw that was that really felt like his kind of vision was um, Soul Station yes yeah, yeah, yeah definitely really kind of uh, you know particularly unpleasant and the zombies weren't the problem in that that film by any means yeah um, and we're here. We're actually. Well, what is quite interesting? It is a. It is going back to that real dark feel about society, and it's not about religion so much as a kind of. It's almost a kind of statement of mob mentality about yeah. you know. What's kind of like a look at kind of people feeding off social networks in a sense. In the same way that people have said that, that Squid Game came along at a, at a really appropriate time, mm. um, this has come along at quite an appropriate time where we've seen people become quite fractured with, you know, particularly with what's been going on in the world with the pandemic, mm, about mm. how people have um, uh, following, become so indoctrinated into um, wanting to believe something that they mm. actually lose any kind of sense and they have their own morali- morality, um, yeah. you know, that... that, that that they believe what they're doing is right and anything they do to do that is is right even if that is violent and <laughs> is, is killing people yeah um there's a really interesting character who actually does branch both halves of this season who is a mm. shock jock um and if you do really quite quite he, he i mean i like the way that, that that's quite there's a lot of fun in the way that that character's done because you as as he's ranting on and his online platform yeah um you obviously got a youtube channel you get adverts start to appear at the bottom of the screen <laughs> that's think, right yeah you know, if you actually i mean these aren't translated in the, in the version that i saw but i think if yeah. you are korean you would actually pick up on some you know i think they're probably uh, like like holiday lits and stuff like that but um it's actually it's a quick side point on that that's a conf- slightly it's a difficult thing to do with subtitles because it does pop up a bit in the one i saw but you, you've got him ranting exactly at the same time as these things pop mm-hmm. up. So it's not, you get these very quick flashes which are weird. It's like, is he saying that or is that on the, you know, or is that oh. popping up there and stuff like that? So yeah. it's. So I mean, I saw, I saw the first three episodes of the, the London Film Festival and mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. didn't do that. Um, but then that was at the same festival as, as the medium <laughs> where they didn't yes. subtitle the title cards. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, something's. Fair enough. Well. Yes. 
<laughs> but yeah, we, we, we've talked about yeah. subtitles, and of course, that was very important um, uh, mm, mm, with, mm. With, with Squid Game and yeah. you know the realities of trying to do that and um, not lose people. But it's that's one of those things I think you can't do as a subtitle. But you know, if you happen to know what that is, there's, a, there's an extra laugh in there for, for, for people who yes, you know, there's their language. Uh, yeah. Although that, although um, that part of it is. Um, I mean, you, I mean, and you're absolutely right. That, that it, it may, I like the way it sort of moves into the second half, but the, the parts with that guy, the you know his online video stuff are the hardest parts to watch for, for some people, I guess, who are expecting something more normal because he's just shrieking in this mad high pitch, <laughs> and you've got all the um, the fluorescent colors and whatnot. Yeah, it, it yeah. looks like almost like some outtakes from old like Sonosion film or something. It's just some guy <laughs> screaming gibberish at the camera. You know, jumping up and down in his chair and whatnot and everything. Yeah, and yeah. It it's you know, and it and it takes a and I think in general for the series, man, as you said, man, it's this mix of genres and stuff. But it it takes a while for it actually to become really cohesive. I think for mainstream audiences, mm -hmm. I think for for people who have watched his other stuff, especially people who have watched all of his stuff, um, it it does definitely fit very much into his kind of style. But especially coming off the Squid Game, which is for me like quite you know unfocused a bit un incompetent but essentially a very commercial offering i think like the you know this kind of mixture of stuff and where it switches between that like, horror fantasy police procedural you know law drama yeah. and stuff yeah. like that is um all packed into six episodes you know uh, I, I mean it's, it is interesting i think um you know it, it, the, 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 we've, we've got this thing that that you are following these characters, mm. you know, and you think, oh, well, okay, this is what we're getting, you know, six episodes of this. Yeah. Um, and then quite a few of those characters just completely drop out of sight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, it's, it... um, and then you, you, you pick up with a new story. I think I actually, I'd say I actually really liked it. I think for mm -hmm. me, the second half of the series actually makes it a much more solid. It carried on in a somewhat similar tone, a similar style to the first part. Mm. Um, it does end up, it would end up being a bit repetitive, which I think you'd say, you could say something like Squid Game, where Agreed, it, yeah, it doesn't completely. feel like it's moving on very much completely. and doing anything different. Whereas this, you know, I think, I mean, we'll get onto this later on, but mm. this really feels like, actually, well, if this is what he's done with this, you know, if the, if the next series goes, where's it going <laughs> to go? You know, what's going to happen? Exactly, man. Um, I have to 110% agree, man. It's that, and that shift, like, halfway through, you know, after three episodes, is you know this sort of two act structure is uh, something we're not really used to seeing. Uh, even you know, just with Netflix series and stuff in general. But you're completely right. Like with Squid Game, that was one of the main problems I had. Was just you got the concept in episode one or two, and it was just the same thing over and over again. Whereas this one, it's you know, for for better or worse, and for some some people might be slightly thrown if they're expecting like the next Squid Game mm -hmm. type thing, but. Uh, it's a much, much, uh, sounds pretentious, but a much richer experience, you know, in that respect. And there is quite a lot of the sort of nice, mm. his kind of randomness and everything in there. Um, as you see, some characters dropping in, other ones suddenly come back in again, mm. everything, which, yeah, and I agree completely. Like, it was, it's really cool having that first really sort of, it's almost like a condensed K-drama series into three episodes, uh, you know, or a condensed, you know, horror type thing into three episodes, and then suddenly onto something which follows on nicely you know almost though i mean i i kind of guessed that it was gonna uh, because of the way it had been that those first three episodes have been mm. structured and, and uh, you know it, it, quite often at film festivals it, that sort of thing feels quite random that you'll get the first eight episodes or something uh, the first okay. two, you know yeah um Sometimes you might see a preview that has episode one and episode four. You know, it, it <laughs> that's was, true. That's true. But but this did feel actually like it was mm. almost like it's actually kind of two films, two connected yeah, yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but yeah. but more the more that than actually what you yeah like you say what you normally expect with a, a series. You know, particularly you know perhaps more so with K drama series where mm -hmm. it's you know the, the 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 episode count outside of the Squid Games the episode count could be astronomical relentless yeah. I know and, and they can and, and you just you know the, the same story could be going on and on and on <laughs> um, yeah. it was really yeah I mean I, I, I as I said before I think it, it really just actually makes the series very very interesting no I completely I completely agree with you and, uh, and watching it on Netflix I, I didn't see that sudden stop coming um, we were you know I was watching it with the other half and we weren't sure 
you know, you, you can kind of tell by the end of episode three it's leading up to something. But then that episode just stops and the next one starts and she said, what, what? You know, what's yeah. suddenly... But then, you know, it has this quick, maybe, you know, maybe a slight criticism, but maybe sort of too quick sort of wrap-up of what's changed in five years and stuff. But mm. um, I completely agree. I think this, these are the things, these kind of uh, quite brave narrative choices and stuff, where, where it sets it apart. I mean, it's almost like a better example if you put Train to Busan next to Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. You know, these the time difference but and how different they actually are. Like you know, zombie yeah. film Mad Max, you know. Yeah. It's it's a much better version of that. The way the switch is because you know, it is you, you feel a bit not off put at first, but you feel a bit disoriented at first. But um it seems that that's all part of the narrative plan and when they start bringing the, the threads in gradually, uh mm-hmm. later through that one, it's very well done. You know. Uh Especially for a Netflix series when we are used to watching something which would have like a 10 episode or 8 episode art. You know, you just know you'll get, you know, bits of set up for the next series, but essentially you'll you'll finish an arc. Whereas this yeah. doesn't really, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of comes to a bit, but it just raises much more questions than it actually yeah. doesn't really answer anything. But, which is kind of, you know, as you said, like a lot of the, you know, the stuff with the demons, it's not so much necessarily about the that element as much as it is about like the society the mob mentality everything like that and watching it at this kind of covid time is definitely a sort of very it's hard not to read that kind of background context into even though it wasn't his intention having written it in 2002 and stuff but you know he's done so much of this stuff where a virus like a zombie thing or something was the backdrop for social commentary so it's definitely mm. definitely his bag i guess uh, i mean i think i mean that side of it is handled very well though you know the social commentary and the religious themes everything uh even just calling these things like demonstrations you know where you get this <laughs> i don't know it's still one of the funniest parts of it's the way the the demons turn up and they they run in beat the fuck yeah. <laughs> they beat the fuck out of people then they run off again <laughs> i don't know beat why them up like spike them <laughs> just why are they running though yeah, that, that, that's probably they're always in a rush I, they've got a lot of places to go exactly well yeah ex- exactly man that's what i was going to say like do they have like a schedule and they're having to keep is this some sort of like you know the the old white rabbit from also when you know, one he's got to be always running got to be somewhere or is this just they I mean, they don't want to stick around about i mean we we know that that they are in other places other than just korea but it, yeah. it, the way that we see it in the, in the show is that they mm. seem, seem to be mainly bothering korea for some reason you know yeah yeah maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. So yeah. so many questions. It's so many but, unanswered questions. But the fact that they run and stuff is just quite funny. Everything because you know it's. Yeah, uh, you wonder where it basically ends with them, flat. You know, burning people up to an to literally to a crisp. <laughs> Why do they bother beating the shit out of them? They take a lot of time doing they it. They do. They Spiking pound. They pound the hell out of them, smashing them off whatever's nearby. If it's a wall, if it's a car. Dragging their face along the ground for a spell, jumping up, mm. yeah, it's, they, you know, they really get into it. But they, it's interesting that there is this complete void of um, not just explanation, but you know, I don't know if personality is the right word, but there, there's nothing to them. deliberately it's not a criticism it's just it's almost like they've removed any kind of possible reference or context or anything to them and they're they're just there as like a you know a sort of natural supernatural unnatural force or whatever which is you know i assume we'll get into it like later episodes series i don't know i mean it's quite interesting to compare it with the original animation so Mm. um actually the beasts um, the demons, whatever you want to call them, that appeared in there were much more like you remember the the um, they're sort of somewhere between um, the 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 dead guys and fog who turn up with their oh, bright the, eyes. Oh, the lazy lepers. 
And um, between them and the sort of, do you remember the animated version of Lord of the Rings from the late 70s? Oh, what's his name? The, the, um, uh, the Ralph Bacast. Ah, it was, wasn't it? I'm not yeah, gonna, yeah, I can't yeah. say it because I'm going back. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they're much more like that and they just run around like mad and got, they sound like hyenas, just kind of laughing, ah. having a great time. Um, That's quite cool. I think they just actually just kind of uh, eviscerate people. I don't think they actually kind of burn them up. Um, and there are two stories, and I think there was sort of a year, a couple of years between them, so the animation. Mm. So one is a guy who finds out he's, he, they get the prophecy, and the angels yeah. in those do look like angels. Oh, There's that's a interesting. Really, a really disturbing scene, which is classic, you know, of, of his animation of that time, where you've yeah. got this room full of these angels who look kind of a little bit more like kind of kind of grey shadows, but with like like classical angel kind of look, yeah. you know, and they're just like 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 a whole room for him with a couple of wings twitching around it's that's actually cool. visually in yeah. some ways i think it's a lot more interesting than i mean and that's one of the things that, that i'll come back to in a second but Mm-mm. visually it's actually a bit more interesting than than, than the sort of strange angel we have with the, the prophecy uh, the angels the poor. i mean that's that's one of the, the demons themselves or whatever they are, are kind of funny the way they just go in and beat people but the angels uh just like a blurred kind of blurred big face yeah, yeah. there's more like some Ghostbusters type stuff, you know. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not bad, but it just doesn't make anything of it. I think that's one thing that this doesn't have, and was quite canny about Squid Game is you've got all this um, visual iconography that, that that you know we already seen has been picked up on you, you know <laughs> um, just a few weeks on from Halloween. You know, hmm. with kids walking around with Squid Game out of even, even here you know? in Glasgow, man. I mean, Jesus, just you know, you know, I mean. That was quite a canny move. It's a bit yeah. of a sort of George Lucas merchandising mm, move. Mm, mm. Um, and we, we, when we talked about that a couple of episodes ago, you know, we, he was very obviously building on the influence of uh, Japanese anime and yes, manga. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, and that's worked out, which has worked out very well for him. In this, that's one thing we're not going to see. I don't think we're going to get too many squidgy toys of, 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 the, of the demons. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> little, if, little stuff if nothing else, they're fairly nondescript, I guess. Mm. You know, there's not much to them. And I, 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 I mean, that's, that's, that's one, fair enough, one drawback, but... which is quite interesting. Uh-huh. And I do find that quite interesting that, that, you know, coming from that animator kind of point of view, and they do look like the, the you know, like I said, the, the, the the adaption that the manga artist has, has done. I don't yeah. know about um, um, I forget the the Korean name for it, but you know, but the webtoon artist has done. Yeah, they they do look very much like that. They're very muscular and whatever, but they they've lost something in the translation there. Of yeah, it was was actually quite a lot more haunting in that kind of classic. But I wonder how much of that is because it was a very quickly done production. I mean, mm. it's been shot during these kind of COVID windows. I mean, and it's not a criticism at all. I think most of these kind of <laughs> shooting and pivoting to shoot a series of any length you know during well not even post-covid times ongoing omicron time and everything you know anything like you know you maybe don't have as much time to spend on doing all that stuff but uh i I mean it does it it is it it does look exactly the same way it does in the webtoon yeah no that's fair fair enough maybe there maybe there's a reason we'll get in the next series mm -hmm. or or something but that was I'm not going to say a weaker point and stuff like that, but you know, more. I, I suppose if you had cooler demons or whatever they are, would have drawn more attention to it, which is mm. perhaps slightly less of the, you know, less of the point. I mean, and it's obviously all the themes and stuff have like obviously struck quite a a point. I I, quite, I like the way that you know, although you have like a sort of um, this sort of high premise stuff, like you're going to be told you're going to die in X number of days and stuff, it never really focuses that much even on that it's not like a ring thing it's not like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, an M. Night Shyamalan type twist <laughs> so when we said twist it's not even that we've talked about twist we've just talked about this time jump and everything and yeah it's I really like that fact that there is even when you see some of what I think are some of his lesser films like that that Psychokinesis whatever it's called like, he's he's clearly a guy who has lots of things in his head man and he's you know he's getting them all out there one way or the other and I think with the you know it, this it's actually very well channeled and everything, but there's still so I mean, much there's so much stuff going on. on. Well, that's true. Very a true. Good yeah. Platform for for him to get a lot of stuff out and to play yes. around with this idea in all sorts of different ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whereas you know sometimes a film might just touch 
um, just a few elements. And I think mm. we can come on to that as well. There are certain parts of this that are, are, are really underdeveloped and quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, all, man. There's, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of that stuff in there. But, um, you, you know, the, the, this is, this, there is an opportunity here for him to go back and pick some of this stuff up. We don't know. Mm. Um, there is this kind of recurring thing of the, this, these VIPs that oh, come no. in to watch the demonstrations. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I did, that... which, is, which is very, very... Uh, well, I mean, one would say it was very Squid Games, but it's obviously these same ideas coming on. And, and we've seen them in other uh, other things as well. I think in, in a sort of, definitely in a sort of death game mm-hmm. ideas that, that there are lots of rich people who just want to watch this stuff. Oh, thankfully, it's not that... I did worry it was some mad Squid Game crossover. It's like, here's the VIPs turning up with their mad masks on and, that and everything. And I thought we were... No. Well, that, that was... a. Uh, or more I mean, apart from being the the the, uh, the illusion to that they they fund the new truth, we don't yes. know what they're getting out of it, you know. No, not versus, exactly. exactly. Versus what we what we know about the guys in, in Squid Game. Um, that's and it might be a subtitle. It might be a subtitle yeah. thing calling them VIPs um, as well, whether on purpose or not. I don't know, but it might be just special guests or uh, no idea. Because we hear we, but as you say, that that's one of these real mad throwaway throwaway parts which is not really referenced beyond them turning up for that one part mm. and then it doesn't it's, it's not really in the second part of it well yeah i mean we do we do see them again it's, the, it's the, gonna the, the, the demonstration yeah it's more just yeah, a, re- a reference not, that they're, yeah. they're looking a bit yeah. surprised which mm. as you say would suggest are they funding it they could ah, so many questions man mm. which is and then we've got this thing where uh, if you if you commit suicide, <laughs> yes. you, they'll bring you back to life. That's, that's, they'll they'll bring you back to life and kill you. Quite, and, and this will be quite brutal. By the looks of the little, little throwaway scene we get, this will be quite brutal oh, for you, even in the afterlife. Really even though it's brilliant. It's just, there's, there's such a... That is the most bizarre part of the entire six episodes. <laughs> just suddenly that you see them pulling up like some mad like, ghost thing, like resurrecting yeah. and just beating the living, you know, or the unliving <laughs> fuck out of them. Man. And it's just, you, you would imagine that that would have had a big shockwave across society or something like you've been brought back from the dead because at the end of the day as we said like we don't know if these are demons whatever there's there is so for a rational anyone else person there's no religious proof for any of that stuff you can see why it happens but that there's somebody being brought back from the dead by what the demon i think it was the guardian referred to them as like a gang of demons who just go or no sorry a team of demons a team of demons which makes it sound like they're sitting down they're getting their mad plays together but you know, a team of demons have actually just brought someone back to life, so they specifically so you can beat the fuck out of them. That's genius, man. But it, it's like two seconds, five seconds, mm-hmm. or something like that. So, and is this going to be going on in the next? I, I don't know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it's very, and maybe that maybe that's kind of one of the hooks for this. You know, on the one hand, we could reduce this to this high premise of like, angel appears, he tells you you're going to die in X, and then these demons all appear and kill you. That's the kind of hook thing, but there's so much more insane questions for any pretty much everything, and kind of that almost becomes the you know for us or yeah maybe that's what becomes the hook now is like just there's so many ways this could go, so many questions, so many everything you know which is good and and also frustrating. It's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I do like it though. I mean, it it, would, it really does feel like anything can happen in in the next. <laughs> 축하합니다. 축하합니다. Should we very briefly uh, chat a bit about the cast? Because I mean, again, it's got a solid cast. It, it has. Um, mm, there aren't the, 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 there's a lack of the the random guest stars that we got in Squid Game. Very true. That's definitely a benefit. I, it is a benefit. Um, I mean, you know, for the first half, we've got Yang Ik Jun, who um, is an old friend of oh, Yung, you yes, because he Mr. did voices for. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he didn't. Of course, Breathless, his own film that he mm-hmm. starred and directed in from, from back in the day when Korean indies were proper Korean indies. Oh, ter- terracotta had, had it over yeah. and everything. Good stuff. But, yeah, he was also uh, the voice on a lot of um, Yon's early animations, including oh, Pierce okay. and, okay. 
um, some of the other films as well. So it's, it's quite, it's, I guess it's quite nice for him to actually appear in his mate's <laughs> films. Um, you know, and, and the cult leader in the first half is Yuan, who um, a lot of people probably still best uh, know from, from Burning. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, mm. yes. I think one of the most interesting characters, and she does span both series, is mm. um, uh, Kim Hyun Joo who plays the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, the way that her character uh, changes in the second half, um, having mm. not not had a great time being a lawyer trying to protect people from the new truth. Um, <laughs> yes. She yeah. turns into one hell of a badass. Yeah. In the second season. And it's, one, it's another part of that where we just, it would be very interesting to know exactly what happened during that time jump in that kind mm. of few years. Because, you know, because you go, you know, go from assuming she's dead to suddenly not just that she's back but she's suddenly in charge of some counter new truth organization unit something i mean it's it's a solid cast isn't it but solid, I mean, it's, solid, it's not absolutely. as, as uh, but, but you know perhaps not as um, flashy not as flashy but mm. i think in a good way in absolutely they're I mean, all people who've, who've uh, yeah. been in lots of television and lots of uh, lots of films it's not but you know, they're not... Uh, not distracting. Not as, not as distracting, <laughs> yeah. And we, definitely, yeah. you know, Squid Game, some of that was a bit distracting for the sake of... Completely completely agree, man. Completely agree. And uh, I... This seems more committed to its themes and narrative than Squid Game does in that respect. Yeah. Whereas, as we talked about, and I'm sure everyone listening has already listened to our podcast about it. And, or, and, please, and go back and listen yeah. again, by all means. But... Um, mm. You know, I think that was one of those problems with Squid Game because you, you know, whether or not the kind of narrative rhetoric that he'd taken so many years to get it made and got his mates, famous mates, sort of involved in it and stuff like that mm-hmm. for, for cameo appearances or anything, just it was just, you know, it would be like, you know, for the end of Seven, instead of Kevin Spacey, it was like Bruce Willis turned out to be the killer or something <laughs> like that. You, you know what I mean? It just seemed like not shot casting, but it didn't add anything at all. It was just distracting. Or like Saving Private yeah. Ryan with Ted Danson turning up, you know, that, that kind of stuff. It was... I'm not a massive Squid Game fan, so there you go. But no, I, but I agree <laughs> with you. It, this is much more of an ensemble cast and the way it's skipping between these different characters and between the, you know, with the five years and everything like that works very well, definitely. So I guess, you know, I mean, the, the question is, is there going to be another series of this? What do we know about that so far? Not much. Um, I mean, a few different quotes in different places and stuff where he said they're definitely doing another webtoon, another follow-up, and then they'll discuss that with Netflix. So, uh, <laughs> which is kind of annoying. Mm. Kind, of, kind of a shame and stuff um, because it's, but there's a lot of momentum now behind this even yeah. even if it wasn't being massively successful in terms of your investment Mm-mm-mm. you know that I think you get to the end of, of, of episode 6 and you're like whoa okay yeah, ex- I need exactly. to know what happens next oh, exactly. please give me some answers it's like oh, man, 100%, 100%. It's, whereas at the end of like the squid game and stuff which we keep coming back to it finishes its arc and to be, I mean, not just because I wasn't crazy about it, but it's, you know, it's done. You could be like, yeah, it's fucking it's done. It's fine. Or there can be another series, which, you know, it will be something the same but different or moving on or whatever. Whereas this one actually ends on a cliffhanger. A complete huge, you know, huge cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Which could potentially redefine literally everything which has gone before. Yes. You know, with somebody <laughs> coming back for the dead for, for why, we don't know. So uh, watching the end of this, I was just like, no, where's the next? Where's the next episode, man? I would like it now, and mm. we we don't even have it hundred percent confirmed. I'm sure it will happen. Mm. Um, there's too much effort gone into the world building, the mythology, and everything to to think that they don't, you know, him and his uh, his partners don't have a plan for falling off and everything. But and I suppose you know, on a plus side, I mean, if they're doing their webtoons and going that way first, it, that's you know, it's great. They're obviously serious about it and developing. It's not going to be some cash in second yeah. series like Squid Game 2 definitely will be but this will be Squid Game 2 Electric Boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> exactly man exactly <laughs> but this one it just means we might have to wait quite a long time <laughs> although he, he's not announced another film project I don't think so yeah. I mean he's got it's interesting because he's because he's been involved in um, it's interesting how his, his star has, has, has risen really isn't it it is he's yeah. been involved in the TV series The Cursed which also had a, oh, a film version. Oh, yes, that's true, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it either. And also, there are kind of various other products that he's kind of connected to, including 
I mean, when I was looking at this, you know, reviewing Hellbound, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like a, a while back, it was actually even looks like oh, there's going to be a live action version of King of Pigs. What? Of, of all things. What? Yeah. I, I, I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you you just thrown that on me. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, um, don't know how I to mean, react. This is, this is not not totally substantiated. It's kind of you know, it's a sort of stuff that's in production, I think. But yeah. um, obviously, he, he's not really connected to that more than okay. um, being the original writer. I mean, it's a, it's an odd thing to do a, a live action. It is. I mean, just... There's a lot of power in in what he was able to do as as the animator. Yeah, it's very, as an animator. Yeah, yeah is, it's very sort of jagged. And I mean, you know, uh, the legacy the there, I think, is there's a lot of... There's a big line now of, of, of what is quite brutal yeah. in the way that it's rendered in, 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 in terms of Korean animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't necessarily have that kind of anime, kawaii kind of cuteness about <laughs> it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it is... It, there's a... There's a there's, there's, there are, you know, in terms of Korean animation, there, there mm-hmm. is this kind of line of stuff. Um, you know, we've recently seen films like Climbing. Um, I, like yeah, that. I'd like to see that. That are, yeah. that are very, they're, they're very, they're not about looking pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. And he is entirely responsible for, for that yes. kind of aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree, man. I mean, it's, I don't and know. It's kind of, it is, has broken away. I mean, obviously, the, the, the Korean animation, you know, outside of, <laughs> all the work that was done on Simpsons, etc., etc. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is you know has its own. It is something quite different from from Japanese animation. Very, yeah. I think this line has, has definitely grown in terms of just this wonderfully kind of brutal. No, 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 absolutely. I, I, I would like to see climbing a lot and everything, but with, with I don't know. I'm just annoyed that it might take them quite a long time to. To actually get to yeah. to film this, but we'll and see. And that's always a problem, you know. isn't it? That that kind of momentum because you really want them to kind of. But if he does the web straight into it, Netflix might just be like, okay, we can just Game of Thrones it, and you know we don't have the material, but we'll just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for for better or for better or worse. So what? Well, then we get. <laughs> a couple of seasons of uh, yeah. just filler, and then um, massive battles. Massive battles, and then it comes back, you know, and then, <laughs> then a really unsatisfying final season. Is, is that what you're asking for from us, James? Uh, I, I thought the end of Game of Thrones stuff was fine. Um, mostly watched it when I was drunk, but uh, I'd given up on it as someone who'd read all the books and stuff and knowing that George R. Martin is just lying when he says he's writing stuff. Um, <laughs> with, with this, like, I, I imagine, no, no, no it's, gonna, it's a bit different, I guess, because, like, I think one thing you said before, like, with the if he's got some like webtoons and whatnot and everything, then you're almost like storyboarding a film or storyboarding a series. So somebody really has is. I mean, that, I don't know if so. you've had a chance to look at, but no, no, I, ha- I haven't. I haven't. Um, yeah. You can find some of it. Um, mm. It's on the um, not some mad pirate site, hopefully. No, no. Um, <laughs> you can't, can't support no, that. No, no. It's on Naver, is it the Korean social network? So you you can actually look at with the Korean language you can actually see the the first um, few issues if you can talk about a webtoon in that kind of sense mm-hmm. on Naver the the Korean um, kind of social network kind of platform. Okay. Yeah. And as I said before, you know it is, it is actually uh, been released by Dark Horse, so we've got an English translation. So it really is. I mean, you talk about storyboarding, you really kind of scene for scene, panel for panel. So um, there's not gone very far away from that, apart from actually getting yeah. getting it acted out. But uh, yeah, um, that's quite cool. Though. So they they would. So if he if they do the webtoon first, then at the same time they're essentially hopefully providing. You know the basis for a very short jump into production for this because fuck man, I want to know what happens next. I mean that's <laughs> no. I mean we're I, I think we're all quite. I don't want to, not indoctrinated, but into watching these kind of like ten episode or eight episode Netflix things, and you you can be quite comfortable where it comes to the end. You, even if you know there's a next series, you know you finish an arc. Whereas this one just finishes like, yeah. no, okay. Well, where's the next episode? You you bastards. Mm, I mean, in some ways, we're back to the dare I say it, sort of the. 
the lost era of you know, I still, of, of I, still TV. Ne- I still never watched which Lost, was but... which was highly disappointing um, where it ended up and, you know I mean there's always this thing with some of these these TV series where you, you know, in the old days um, kind of, <laughs> more ah, the old days. pre-streaming you know but <laughs> you know, actually yeah. you'd, you'd be a bit scared to start it in case it yeah. especially after Lost when you've got a lot of these these TV series where they would deliberately baffle you for it yeah. for the first three or four seasons um, and you knew how frustrating it would be you just thought okay you know what I'm not going to start watching this until I know it, that the very least they're getting a second season Yeah, because yeah, yeah. once you start you're like oh for fuck's sake it's just been cancelled but this I, I think as well that we see without going too much off topic like mm-hmm. so even with this now so I it'll be interesting to see if these numbers uh, are maintained for the viewership because you know I've seen obviously like a lot of the the coverage and stuff does mention that it actually just finishes on like a mad cliffhanger. And I think with this Netflix-y kind of mentality, um, or, or, or even like, you know, with uh, Dune recently, you know, surprisingly, yeah. the, you know, it, it wasn't looking like it was going to do fantastic at the box office. So suddenly announced, guess what? There will be a sequel. Don't worry. We're not just doing part one to be continued. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised Netflix, we haven't heard that there's definitely a second series of Hellbound, given how successful it's been and how... Cliffhanger, you know, and even for Squid Game, they announced there's a sequel, and they've already, you know, they've already come out and said we've no idea what we're doing with the sequel. We are doing one, but which is fair enough, you know, it's fair enough, man. It's not that they sat down and sketched out like a three series, five series plan, but um, it's strange that we haven't heard more com- confirmation about Hellbound, and I sincerely hope there will be one, and I sincerely hope we'll see it soon, but we probably won't. <laughs> So let's let's chat about some of the other. Where does this fit with all these other yeah. Netflix Korean series? Because it's it's going it's going quite mm. mental now with the amount of there really is series we have. Yeah, yeah, man, you know, it really apart, is. Aside from Squid Game, we've got Sweet Home. Yes, which I've I've almost finished. I'm on the, the second last mm-hmm. episode. I I have to say I'm really in, if I was going to start ranking them. Mm-hmm. Not if I'm going to. I am about to rank them. Actually, that was a very pointless. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Hellbound. Actually, by far, I think Hellbound is by yeah. far the best of them. Yeah. Um, Sweet Home second. Uh, Squid Game third. I mean, Sweet Home is, and I will say another thing: like Sweet Home, the subtitles are terrible. Wait, uh, Wait Kingdom in that. Oh, man, I forgot. Oh, oh. oh don't mind. Uh, ruin your rankings. Second, second. I'm still putting Hellbound right. number one, just just because of the ga- the team of demons <laughs> sitting there having <laughs> having a drink first, and then deciding the who team. to get. They're people. a team. They're not a gang of demons. They're a team of demons. <laughs> oh, what should we do now, Jeff? Well, oh, well, it's the same as like. Oh, well, hang on, mate. We oh, we've got somewhere to be in the next thirty seconds. All right, let's let's go. Exactly. It's because they do seem like you know, like uh, construction workers <laughs> or something, <laughs> just running in yeah. like blah blah blah. Steve, Steve. <laughs> It's Get out of there! We can't go. It's one of those things like I heard recently from some of my uh, rap listenings and stuff. Like, uh, and the old Dre and uh, Slim stuff, they would refer to like drinking gin as you'd have like a gang of Tangeri. <laughs> Which I, I don't know for some reason. I know it's going to be obsessively stuck in my head. Now let's have a gang of Tangeri, man. Mm. But um, but yeah, I, with Sweet Home, the subtitles are terrible. I mean, really? you, they're just yeah. grammatically terrible. They're just not right yeah. or anything. So I don't think it changes the meaning, but it, it's much more what I would assume to be like a webtoon thing. It's completely, mm. you know, it's... Uh, well, because the interesting thing about this, uh, other than Squid Game that yeah. we know is based on... Uh, the director has been influenced by anime and manga. No, I think you're right uh, to say... Home, I think, yeah, you're right. Based on, I think it's that Based closer. on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... But uh, Sweet Home is based on a webtoon. Mm. Kingdom is based on a webtoon. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. all they're all coming out of this. This quite a lot of these films, these series are coming out of this. You know, the spec. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, very true. Korean, but comic sweet, book space. But Sweet Home is it's so. I think the other reason I like Sweet Home is it's very very different to them. It's uh, everything is very very random and it's very clumsily plotted and. You know, it's like an apartment apartment building and some weird curse has struck Korea. I mean, the same as like Hellman. Is it just Korea, the rest of the world, vacant? Mm-hmm. But people are turning into monsters. And then, like, all kinds of wacky monsters and attacking people. But for some reason, some people who look like they're from a boy band who can maybe survive the monsterization and help people <laughs> with their monster skills and stuff. But it's incredibly gory and violent. 
and it's just packed with sort of like Korean rock music and stuff and it's the same song every episode whenever people start fighting which is now completely fucking stuck in my head man. but it, it, it's, it's but it's so completely unpretentious and fun uh, and it's uh, it it's it's not even like a proper horror thing because it does blend. You have a couple of like young kid characters. Not a spoiler. They cry the entire time, and when they cry, oh, no more crying. No, but when no they cry, crying. it starts the older people from crying, like, <laughs> and then quite often a monster walks in. Say, actually, a monster just walks uh, in and is like bang, kills them. Even though we did have that terrible scene in Train to Busan, yeah, um, there is a there is a lack of ah, of true, 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 in, very in this, true, in, 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 very in, true, very true, man. It's massive plus points, especially compared to the travesty of Squid Game with you. your man every single episode at the end crying on his knees begging the guards please don't let this person die like you're in a death game mate boom you know idiocy but yeah anyway sorry going off on a tangent but I, I thought Sweet Home was very good I haven't seen the last episode yet so we'll see but, um, but yeah I, I think we've seen uh, we said before we've seen this initial huge figures for um, Hellbound and how that translates into something which is immediately co- uh, commodifi- mm. commodifiable in the same way Squid Game is like you said with the masks I mean, and, I which mean, is not know, it's a question yeah. how, how more of these are we going to see but we, we already know that, that we've got one on Christmas Eve haven't we we've, we've yes. been doing it once again The Silent, the Silent Sea, sea. A- aka probably Event Horizon without Sam Neill but um <laughs> which is which is a travesty in itself. A, travesty, but... a great travesty Whoa. in itself. I mean, you could maybe have Hugo Weaving, I suppose, but um, Matt Berry at a push. Well, but... uh, well, well, well. I mean, yeah, Hugo Weaving is uh, Beyduna's uh, co-star. Exactly, especially when he's in, in drag playing a, a massive Scottish woman like he does in Cloud Atlas. So. Yeah. If he makes an appearance, then the Silent Sea already a classic. If he turns up and it's Scott. it looks interesting. It looks interesting, but he, you know, oh. it does look like we're going to get. Uh, it almost seems like we're going to get at least one of these a month, and sort of fantasy horror. Yeah, but I, I from think Korea, I no. think what's kind of interesting. I mean, how it's happened. It's I don't have an answer to this, but you know, I've said probably many times in these podcasts and stuff. I've no interest in K drama. You know, twenty 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 six episode. I don't know, that's what I'm just assuming from like a Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer context. 26 episodes, yeah. 52 episode things where it's just basically people crying and guys wearing makeup and stuff. It's just... But no, I, you know... Sissy even, boys. Oh, of course, a sissy man, as a, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh would say. But um, you know what I mean? Like, we're now suddenly... I'm, I'm probably... We're going to watch uh, my, get, my Name, you know, the, yeah. the assassinate one as well. Because so. these ones are... You know, we're getting to... And it sounds weird because I don't want to overly praise Netflix even though we, we keep doing a lot when we <laughs> have all these yeah. picks but, but, it's, but they're investing in this stuff but still letting them stay Korean but at the same time then taking that Koreanness and fitting it into a more palatable 10 episode model yeah, know. or even under ten episodes. Or even it's, under, it's, it's, I, I think, been, you yeah. know, which I've, it is interesting because even all American seasons, they're not. We don't get the sort of twenty four, twenty six episodes yeah. kind of thing that we used to have, but they tend to be towards the the twelve, thirteen episodes yeah, we used yeah. to. But actually, now we are seeing more of the kind of classic British sort of six to eight episode kind very of very solid very traditional step up you know yeah. but but the pro- point the reason that works is because it, it, it stops you know you don't get those episodes where you just think well, what is the point of that it's just you know that that I mean, there's literally a filler episode and there's another one yeah, yeah no 100% man. I, I, I agree and it's I don't know it, I'm still never going to invest like a massive amount of time but I say that, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Silent Sea and stuff as well. And I'm probably going to watch My Name. I'm mean, definitely going to watch you know? it with Bay I mean, anything she's in is, is worth watching. And I love, and I just love things where something goes wrong in space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a classic genre, man. So I, no, I'm there. But I, I just find it slightly weird that it seems like we're getting pulled into. <laughs> I, 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 we just need a new name. We're not getting pulled into K drama. We're watching, you know, something that makes us not sound like we're K pop fans of like sissy mm-hmm. sissy man and stuff. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell Not you I, I tell you what I guarantee every time I watch one of these I'll have a, like a whole bottle of liquor per episode hmm. <laughs> so Hellbound is available to stream now on Netflix and the much hotly anticipated The Sun and Sea uh, will as we said 
be uh, screening from the 24th of December on that same streaming platform. Christmas Eve. Give us money, Netflix. <laughs> yes. We just keep playing. It's, it's their fault for giving us good product, but they still owe us yeah. something. I reckon so. No, you need Hello, this is Mao San. I'm the director of Maniha Folex. I'm the filmmaker from Myanmar and I'm now listening to Eastern Kicks. And now we come to Eastern Kicks Picks. What have you got for us this time, James? <laughs> oh man, I got so much stuff coming up because it's, uh, I guess the winter nights are drawn in and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will say at the start first, just as a, an angry disclaimer, I've given up on Amazon for, for doing this because fuck, it's just impossible to find anything on there. And, and, and whether it'll still be there by the time we actually come to record the programme. Or whether it's just some dodgy copy. So anyway, Amazon could well, buy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so starting, you know, getting straight back into uh, uh, buying drinks for Netflix. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Aside from Hellbound, um, another major thing we've had recently turning up has been Cowboy Bebop with the, the much talked yeah. about. I mean, yeah. the, the anime is all on there as so well, the live action. I will say I haven't watched the anime. I don't know much about it. So what brings you back from the dead? A week ago, I did a job. A bounty. I had a partner, believe it or not. He know what you used to be? Will I ever see you again? They tried to kill me, Anna. If you need to find me. I go by Spike Spiegel these days. one of the very few times where I've given up on a series after a couple of episodes, just lifeless. Man, you know, there was just... That's not a good... And he's got old um, John Chow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. just seems... I don't... It's hard for me to say. So, there was a lot of anticipation. But... I mean, uh, I think yeah, yeah. we're both of the same kind of thing. For us, um, we were just outside of uh, the right time, either a little bit too old, a little bit too young to actually... And maybe not. We're just uh, not at that point. Massively involved in in the sort of the anime side of things to yeah. get into beat cowboy people. But it's a very very the original anime is a much loved series. Absolutely, you know, people, absolutely. You know, absolutely. really, really, you know, they absolutely love it. And it just it, so there was a lot of anticipation with this series, and it does seem it's to just push. utterly utterly bombed. It's just it's just and it's just gonna, boring. I mean, I don't, actually I don't even have much else to say about it. It's just I. It was weird not to feel like even like oh the first two episodes are boring maybe it'll pick up but I just don't see the point and it feels miscast it feels cheap it feels just wrong <laughs> I don't know man I'm kind of I'm just saying I'm not going to go back to it but it was you know poor very poor man I have to say but you know the, you know there's plenty of other stuff on there so uh, there's you know this new Filipino comedy which I'm I'm going to check out the reviews are not mm-hmm. good uh, called Isla. Uh, which also goes by only seems to be like a bunch of vloggers in a tropical island zombies attack them and it's, it's less than 85 minutes which is so you know you don't feel like you've wasted your life watching something no 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 exactly so I'll watch that and uh, you know watch this space for review on the kicks and everything um, Warriors of Heaven Earth a very bizarre edition of a 2003 Chinese film from a sort of award winning I forget if he's 5th or 6th generation director He Ping um but he did like a lot of these Chinese westerns and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Swordsman and Double Flag Town, which. Yeah. Which I've got a laser disc, yeah. It's good, actually. He does some <laughs> yeah. pretty good stuff. And yeah. it's got your man uh, Jang Wan in it and stuff. But mm. I, and I remember, I mean, this is one of the films that hovered up after uh, Hero. And yeah, exactly. Flying exactly. Angles, isn't it? You know, and then it's kind of. 
I think perhaps a bit unfairly kind of disappeared as, as a lot of the other stuff did, you know, in that time. I mean, I remember it being bland, but I might check <laughs> it. Good. No, I'm lying. I'm not going to check it out again. I remember it being bland. <laughs> it's, probably, it's not bad, but it's bland. And uh, Although it was shot in Xinjiang province, which even saying that probably on this podcast is a trigger for something, but... <laughs> <laughs> But it was it, it was one of those sort of co-production type things with like Columbia um, and Sony. The game was there was quite a lot around the, yeah. the, the early noughties, wasn't there? As a real, which has gone nowhere because of uh, certain things, <laughs> certain things in China. So I don't know if you haven't seen it, it's probably worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Asakusa Kid, which completely caught me by surprise, landing on there because I'd heard there was this a film about uh, based on a katano. Takeshi Kitano's uh, autobiographical novel. Funny how it's kind of following him as a young comedian while he's apprenticed to some uh, famous other comedian. He becomes more famous as his master declines and everything. Yeah. So I heard it was pretty good, but I, I, it's still the trailer. It, it looks pretty TV movie of the week type, to be honest. So, but it's a Netflix production. Which is actually, again, you know? It's not unusual for. When for some of the sort of Netflix productions, not unusual for a lot of a certain line of, of Japanese yeah. film as well, but it doesn't. I know what you mean. I, I, mm. The Netflix Japan stuff I've seen hasn't engaged as much to the same degree as like the Korean stuff we're talking about in terms of like uh, international appeal or kind of like bombast, if that's the word, you know. So it looks okay. Um, it's over two hours, so I, I might or might not check it. <laughs> but it, I don't know. I. I I wasn't aware before that, you know, the early years of Katana's life were massively interesting, so the rise and fall of a but young... But he, he was massively popular as a comedian. I mean, that's he was, but this is, this, is him, this is him even before yeah. that, from what I think. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, this is him yeah, as yeah. a very young man, as like an apprentice yeah. to a comedian stuff, so... Mm, that's true, yeah. It's probably worth it, but we'll see. Um, what else do we have? Oh, The Whole Truth, a Thai horror film, which I am actually going to check out, even though it's over two hours. Uh, it, it sounds... Not massively interesting, but some kids who find like you know a, a hole in the wall of their grandparents' house and find out secrets. But it it's just the, the guy who did uh, Tears of the Black Tiger. Uh, mm. I can't. I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. Visit you know, uh, Saint but it, it was such sure, a uh, so, yeah, and some other stuff as well. Uh, uh, Citizen Dog, dog yeah, 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 which yeah. I really, I really great film. It just great kind film. of disappeared, didn't it? It just massively. It was on at London. Uh, something like London Film Festival. Yeah, 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 but they were so, you know what I mean, distinctive films and everything. I can't believe that this would just be a complete nothing affair. It just mm-hmm. seems it seems a bit long, but I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, then we have some stuff from Japan. More we have like we couldn't become adults, which is, you know, for some reason it's been getting quite a lot of profile and some good reviews, but. 40-something recalls his past relationships from the 90s onwards looking for uh, banished hopes and dreams. But apparently it's, apparently it is a lot better than the synopsis suggests. <laughs> uh, it's over two hours. Might I don't know. I might not check it out. But it, it's... I don't know. I'm sure someone else will review it for the kicks. But uh, it, I don't know. Good, like I say, good reviews. And it, it's nice to see that kind of thing appearing, at least online, giving a sort of bit of... You know, variety to what seems like a more sort of indie Japanese drama type mm-hmm. film, I guess. Probably the nicest thing I can say about it. And then, then we have The Fable, and The Fable, The Killer Who Doesn't Kill, uh, which I, I haven't seen, but a lot of people seem to be quite happy with those films. Yeah. You know, yeah, some hitman doesn't kill people, but still is somehow a hitman and gets into scrapes and ends up protecting people. <laughs> Yeah, they're very well. popular. They're very popular those films, and, and people do like them. So I mean, it's, it's interesting they're, they're both debuted on Netflix now. Absolutely, absolutely. Nice yeah. to see it kind of appearing on there. Um, onto Shudder, uh, the horror mm. platform, and uh, pa- uh, Patron Wook's Thirst has finally appeared, which is so actually one of my favorite of his films. Uh, very good, and it's just one of these sort of weird, funny things from Shudder. They've also added the nineteen seventy nine Australian film of the same name on the same day at the same time which is also like it, a, almost, yeah. it almost it sounds like they've, 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 done, they've, they've, they've had a mistake and they, they, they thought they're getting one film and then they I think they just have a pro- another. I think they've got a programmer just taking the piss or something yeah. it's just like Thirst okay what else can first. I get Thirst yes. we'll get two of them put them next to each other but they're both really good films the Australian one's great as well we have Prisoners of the Ghostland which we 
could have or, or probably shouldn't spend a whole episode on the uh, Sona one with Nicolas Cage um, I, I really liked it still but it's just I don't think it's going to give people what they want it's very much you know Sion Sono kind of art house weird craziness make no sense very very theatrical very stagey uh, some violence not much Nicolas Cage going crazy but not like Mandy crazy or anything no. so it's good no I liked it but I it's being pushed so much as with this quote from Nicolas Cage in the wildest film I've ever done it's like okay wildest film you can probably remember doing and your short term memory is maybe not that great uh, <laughs> it's good and, and he is very good in it it's funny but it's it is very much a a later term Sion Sono film so it's more art house than anything else so if you take the concept for tag and like all these schoolgirls dying and stuff disguises the fact that it's a really episodic art house meandering film and so is this um, I liked it I think it's great that it's getting wider exposure but I think the exposure it's getting is a bit of a cash we're still seeing this post Mandy wave for Nicolas Cage and everything this whole sort of post Mandy wave cage wave which is great because mm -hmm. he is genuinely so like a mad talented actor who can you know go from zero to 60 depending on what he does but I think he's great I, I just don't think it's the film a lot of people might be expecting or looking for for better or worse um, and then we have Dead and Beautiful which I think people can just refer to my review on Eastern Kicks for one star <laughs> with su super rich spoiled boring annoying kids become vampires and become not better people It'd be like watching Boris Johnson become a vampire and still being Boris Johnson, basically. But even worse, if he did it to like a lot of music video scenes of him dancing slow motion in nightclubs. So, exactly. I'm sorry, oh. I've just been a bit sick in my mouth. Oh, I've just been a lot sick in my mouth. <laughs> or, or Michael Gove up in Aberdeen, like dancing in a nightclub. Basically, it's like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a terrible film. Read my review. I've saved you from watching it, hopefully. And then the last thing to mention, I guess, is just the interesting fact that old Parasite is that turned up on Channel 4. You know? On terrestrial television. We call it that yeah. now. I mean, uh, uh, 10 p.m., so, you know, before midnight. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, this is unheard of for, for most foreign language films, let alone Asian. True, true. And, and most oh, of our, our listeners will probably be like, what is this terrestrial? 10 p.m.? What? what? Does it mean what? what? Is it available from 10 p.m.? Is it stopped being available at 10 p.m.? <laughs> but I agree, man. It is, you know, for all my not being a massive fan of Parasite, it's great to see that. And having seen that, I, I sort of delved in and saw the BBC iPlayer has the spy gone north and the gangster of the cop. The gangster of the cop, the devil. Which have both been on for, a, for at least uh, a year now. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it, 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 I mean, we've seen the sort of stuff from, you know, and that was before... Both were full parasite, really. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. Then yeah. um, there is this kind of investment to get this stuff on, and you know, obviously, pay enough that it will be on iPlayer for a long time as well. I mean, I'd love to see the kind of stats, viewing stats behind these things. I mean, the same as, as I said before, like the Netflix viewing stats for how, you know, if somebody we're we're saying like however millions watched uh, Squid Game and uh, Hellbound and stuff. How much of that is they watch the first two minutes? Did they watch one episode, two episodes? How much? Yeah, I'd, I'd be fascinated to see that stuff. So that's it for now. Don't forget you can find all of our previous episodes on Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. But for now, <laughs> cheers. Here's to you. <laughs>